you know, if you want big balls, <laughs> get your sleep. Get your sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Basically Being Better. I'm Abby and I'm Rachel and today we are going to talk about sleep. Mostly about um, Matthew Walker. Is it Matt Walker or Matthew Walker? Walker. Anyway, he has a couple of TED Talks. He's got all sorts of things, podcasts and um, a book. And, yeah, we're just going to talk about what we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep, which is something we both (laughs) need right now. (laughs) All right. It's going to be a fun one. Quite topical. Yep. Okay, so uh, we'll start off with some recent recos. Oh, cool. Oh, you sounded surprised. No, I was just like, yes, oh. I've got a recent reco. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie that I've been wanting to watch for ages, and we've already talked about it, but I finally watched Kissing Booth 2. Oh, yes. I haven't even watched Kissing Booth 1 or 2. Oh, no. it's so good. Uh, it's actually the third time that's been recommended me to me in the like last couple of months, so I really should watch it. It's really good. I watched it this morning. It's very good. This morning? Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I've been up since I was six. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I got up at eight and it was a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you just have one of those mornings, I it often happens to me on the weekend, like I want to sleep in, and I'm like, oh, you're allowed to sleep in, you don't have to get up, and then, mm-mm. Oh, this is interesting because of what we're what we've um uh, learnt already. I think it might have been in the one that you didn't finish. No, it was in the other one. Oh, was it in the other one? Yeah. About like hey. having a routine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, cool. We'll get on. Oh, to we're that. giving up so much already. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> do you have a recent record? I do, and it's actually something that you have bought as well um it's the booty b-o-o-d-y um i got a bralette yeah i guess they're called and um the what are those things sleep shorts sleep shorts (laughs) (laughs) chopping off your legs showing on my thigh where they come to um they're organic cotton and they're all made um ethically and sustainably etc etc um and they're actually at a really nice price point so affordable so affordable and they do undies and socks and all those sorts of Mm. things um the australian based company and i got a bralette and um the sorry about that and the um (laughs) uh shorts and i love the sleeping shorts they're so comfy nice what color did you get i got like a light blue pretty yeah it was a toss-up between the pink and the blue but yeah everything i own currently is that color pink like <laughs> it's weird it's weird you yeah. go through phases yes of, yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah it's like suddenly your new favorite color is pink yeah. i'm like yeah 
like last year you would have found me in like um like that turquoise yeah. no, is it turquoise or teal teal, teal blue and everything like my coffee cup everything was yeah. teal blue and now everything I have is like a blush pink yeah <laughs> it's so funny how you go through phases like that eh yeah I'm going through a green phase at the moment uh, the last like yeah. four things I've brought are like this is it like a sea green maybe type of colour sea green I don't know what you'd call it it's the colour of our napkins yes <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You get anyway. They are really comfy, and the bralette thing. I actually, um, um, I enjoy it. Yep. Cool. I like it. That's good. Yeah. I've actually got mine on right now, and like, did you get the one with the padding in yes, it? Yes, I yeah. did. Maybe so. Got some added barrier between my clothes. So you don't have don't have the nineties. The 90s nips showing them all, <laughs> all the time. My only complaint with them is I feel like the back's quite high. I want the back oh. of it to sit a bit lower. Maybe my size is too small. Ooh. Maybe I need to buy a bigger size next time. Maybe. No, I didn't, but I didn't I like, find that one. I like them. They're so comfy. Yeah. My only only trouble is that they come, like, they, like, you know, under your boobs, you sometimes get that sort of wrinkling. Yeah. But I feel like you get that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's unavoidable. The higher the label stuff is still my favorite except it's more expensive and um something else about it oh you do get the um nipple situation Mm. which is fine (laughs) but sometimes sometimes you don't want that you don't want that you need options (laughs) when you're wearing clothes yeah Yes, and now I wish I bought mo- more than just one because I got a white one because I was like, I don't have anything to go under white t-shirts at the moment. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, I should have definitely got like a white one and a black one. Yeah, I want a white one. I only brought the black one and I brought the undies as well, which is super comfy. Um, and what's cool is they're an Australian company, but there's lots of New Zealand places that stock them. Yeah. Like lots of random chemists and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I actually got mine from the booty website, but that, oh, yeah. but um, I should have got it from. I wasn't thinking. Oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's the same price. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's a good record. Yeah. Um, so you have an instant inspo? I do. Yay! Ugh. Oh, is it a long one? No. I thought we discussed you wouldn't get a long one. Yeah, I can't help myself. <laughs> I actually can't. The problem with the long ones is you don't like reading them and I have to like concentrate on what you're saying for a good like I know. 10 seconds while you read it out and it's real tough. I almost need to show <laughs> it to you before I say it. I just admitted to not listening to you properly. but Girl, I don't blame you. I can't talk properly. i got to process the words. I know. It's... That's the other thing. Like often you'll read something like 10 times before it sinks in. Yeah. Okay, bear with me, guys. So, um, this is from at Cleansing Co. And the details of this are... <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, prepping myself. Like, okay, winding up to this. Are you feeling a little stressed? I feel uh, like that's good for you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just like, oh, dear. So, okay. Well, if your heart rate's going, you know, that's good for you getting the blood pumping. It's preparing me for the situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so appreciate where you are in your journey, even if, even if it's not where you want to be. Every season serves a purpose. Ooh, okay. Yep, I did listen to that. Cool. Yep. 
I liked it. Not as long as some of the long ones. No, but, no. Yeah. Appreciate where you are in your journey, even if it's not where you want to be. Every season serves a purpose. Ooh. I feel like even though some reminder. seasons suck. Some seasons suck. Yeah. So bad. Um, but, but that's nice. Yeah. I, love that. I think it was a good little reminder. So who was it by? Sorry, at Cleansing Ooh, Co. At Cleansing Co. Posted it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so true to just like appreciate where you are at like now. It's like the being present thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's not where you want where you want to be necessarily, but if you're constantly looking forward, you're never going to appreciate what you where you're at at the moment. Exactly. You're going to miss out on all the good parts. Yeah. It's a good little reminder for you. Yeah, it's very nice. I like that. Yeah. Um. Something that's come. Oh God. Uh, something that's like keeps coming up for me recently is that like the transition spaces are actually the most like the most I'm gonna say beautiful but I feel like I'm being real airy fairy um like like because like it's your area of growth yeah so like transition spaces like even in from um from daytime to nighttime, the transition space is sunset and sunrise. They're the, like the best part of the yeah. day. And like the transition space between summer and winter is autumn and spring. And we've already discussed autumn and spring are the, uh, the best times because they're like where it's all happening. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. It's just come up a few times and then it's like that is the seasons. Each season has their purpose. And you're like, well, the growth part is like where the, where the cool stuff is. Exactly. Where the beauty lies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that was so poetic. Exactly. I feel like it's too poetic <laughs> to say. <laughs> it's so true though, because those are the bits where you struggle through and it's not un- oh, it's often not until afterwards. You're like, oh, I learnt a lot from that or yeah. that was actually not as bad as I thought it was when I was in the middle of it. But often when you're in the middle of it, you can't see past all that. Yeah. I fully like have these conversations with myself. Uh, these are shower talk moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a great name for a podcast. Shower, shower talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be a good segment. It could be a good segment. Okay, shower that out. We'll bring it in later. <laughs> shower talk musings. Shower talk. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think we may have something. Okay. Um, cool. All right, great. Sleep. Sleep. Okay. Excellent. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so, like you said, we watched a couple of his TED Talks. And have you read his book? Matt Walker. Uh, yes. It's called Why We Sleep. Yes. Okay. So, Matt Walker, he's a professor of neuroscience and psychology um, at UC Berkeley. And he's the director of the Sleepin' Neuroimaging Lab there. And like Abby said, he wrote the book Why We Sleep. Yeah, came out like 2017. Yeah. And he did these two TED Talks. I only watched one of them. I watched the 20 minute one, which he did in 2018. And then there was also an hour one, which he did this year, which you watched as well. Yeah, it was sort of like a doing it over video call with like a question, uh, like an interviewee, interviewer, interviewee scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and people could like ask questions to someone else from Ted and Ted Talks and they would um, ask, ask some of them. Yeah. And that was kind of the, they did that was 
to do with COVID, really? Oh, the first, like, 10 minutes is Uh, COVID, and then they sort of moved on. And that's why I think I wrote down, so because he, like, went into... This sort of, like, started off with, like, sleeping, how it could help in the COVID scenario, but he was kind of very reluctant to say anything, really, because there's no research on it. And then they moved into, like, immunity, and then the other, like, learning stuff and the stuff that he talked about in his uh, thing, and then um, some more stuff about melatonin, how it helps you or how it's not necessarily helpful and yeah. stuff like that, and uh, then he gave some sleep tips and that, and, yeah, it was it okay. was a good. It was good once you got past the COVID stuff. Yeah, see, I only listened to the first five minutes, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So I maybe think maybe I need to fast forward until after. Yeah, we can get into, like, uh, 10 minutes in. Yeah. 15 minutes in. Yeah. Okay. 20 minutes in is when he gives the sleep tips. I've already, I wrote that down because I was like, I need to tell people when these came up so yeah. that they can go look for them rather than like watch the first being like, this is boring. Yeah. 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 Okay. Some people might be interested in this COVID stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just wasn't. Um, but I did really enjoy the other one that I watched, the um, Sleep is Your Superpower is the name of the 20-minute TED Talk. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, he's definitely like a, a facts guy, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like everything he says is based on like a study or a research or, yeah. yeah. I think that's what happens when you're a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that becomes your just... Seeing as it's mode, your job. <laughs> yeah. The way you live your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, so where do we want to begin? Well, I guess we could just begin by um, talking about how we started his TED Talk, about the fact that he gave, which was that men's um, testicles are mm. smaller if they get only five hours sleep versus men that they get, like, seven hours sleep conse- consecutively. Yeah. So... You know, if you want big balls, <laughs> get your sleep. Get your sleep. <laughs> that was really interesting in how um, the the males that don't get as much sleep, like the five hours of sleep, their I don't know what it was. Was it their testosterone or yeah, something? Testosterone. Was actually the levels of a man ten years there, like ten years older than them? Yeah, yeah. That so was... not sleeping basically ages you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, yes. And then he was like, and it has. Reproductive complications for women as well. And then he didn't say any of them. I'm I know. like, I was like, fuck you, bitch. I was waiting for the fact about women. I'm like, come on, tell me. Oh, you don't have any? <laughs> I don't know if they don't have any or he just doesn't find it interesting because it doesn't relate to him. Uh, See, so if I was standing up there doing it, I'd be like, this is how it affects women. This yeah. is how it affects people with uh, reproductive systems that are female. Yeah, like. yeah. Don't care about your balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it makes sense. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite a bit. Like, I don't care about your balls. <laughs> we like tiny ones would look a little funny. They would. Oh my god. <laughs> They're just funny in general. <laughs> Is it funnier because we don't have them? I don't know, but they're really weird. <laughs> The whole uh, penis situation is just like... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you have an extra thing hanging off you, like... That's so foreign. Like, what? Yeah. 
Like, it's like having an extra finger. <laughs> like, can you picture that? No. How am I supposed to? Oh, my God. I know. It's too much. It is too much. I agree. <laughs> it was a very rude, like, awakening for, like, 8 o'clock in the morning when I watched this to be, like, testicles. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, Not how I thought a sleep TED talk was going to start. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. It, it was a very uh, like confronting fact, and then it like got tamer and tamer. And I'm like, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Shocked, shocked us to get us listening. <laughs> What's that, balls? <laughs> so funny. Um, and then he went on to say that um, he talked about a study where they deprived people of sleep like pull an all-nighter so they didn't sleep all night and and they compared against people who slept a standard like was it seven hours eight hours eight hours eight hours of sleep and then um they got them both to learn some facts and then compared them on who learnt the facts better Mm. and the people who pulled the all-nighter were 40 percent um what's the word there was a 40% deficit in their ability the ability word. to learn. Yeah, 40% reduction in what they, yes. what, they, what was learned compared to people who got eight hours sleep, which is, and he points out, which is basically the difference between passing and failing. Yeah. Yeah. Get a good night's sleep before you learn the information. And yes. then get a good night's sleep before you do the exam. Yeah. And the mm. other thing was that um, sleep... After you learnt the information is important as well because it um, is basically like a file transfer system which is which happens if you're sleeping properly. The file transfer happens properly and your memories are solidified and connections are made and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if you uh, don't sleep properly, that file transfer doesn't work and it doesn't go into your long-term sort of memory bank in it. Very technical terms. And then it... Um, it's gone. You don't retain it. You don't retain it. That's basically yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Yeah. So it's so true though. Um, I through through uni, I did one all nighter, only one because yuck. I don't want to. Uh, but I had to. I had no choice. There were so many things going on. It was the only way to get through. I can't remember what that assignment was. <laughs> Granted, this was ten years ago, over ten years ago. So oh, I. You're so old. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't remember it anyway, but I just remember even after that, after that day, thinking, holy crap, what did I even do? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. I never, never did an all-nighter. The most I did was, like, a midnighter, (laughs) which lots of people do, like, regularly. They don't go to bed until midnight or whatever, but for me, like, midnight's way past my bedtime. I know. If I'm not, like... Asleep by nine, I am falling asleep wherever I am. <laughs> yeah. And he talked about this and he touched on it in the other TED Talk, which was, what was it called? Um, sleep Matters Now More Than Ever. Why mm. Sleep Matters Now More Than Ever. And he talks about it in his book, and there's people who are um, night owls, and there's people who are, I can't remember what he talk, called the other people. Anyway, there's people, basically, you're genetically, like, set up to like um, melatonin which is the hormone that helps you go to sleep it doesn't it doesn't help you sleep but it helps you go to sleep so it sets you up for sleep um so when you it like so you've got 
24 hour cycle of sleeping and which is actually slightly longer but anyway um sleeping and your melatonin is at its highest just before you go to sleep it builds and builds throughout the day and then you get to sleeping at night and then it drops again in the morning so you don't have any melatonin and then you build it build up, it up again. again and that's what helps you go to sleep yeah. and um or makes you sleepy and uh he says there's night owls who have get- genetically set up to um have that melatonin spike later in the evening and then have it start uh bottom out later in the morning so they're genetically made up to go to sleep at midnight and yeah. wake up at uh nine uh nine ten in the morning whereas there's people who are made up to go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier like there's literally people aren't the same in their yeah. sleep patterns and we're yeah it's so true yeah so true it's interesting that i like like always understood that there are people that are like different like different sleep patterns Oh, the words are not flowing today, guys. We're all, we're um, in our autumns. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hand motion for autumn? autumn? Oh, apparently it's like this. I got it wrong. Oh, yeah. Half closed. Half closed. Autumn. Yeah. Autumn. Okay. Um, sorry, guys, can't see that. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that the studies actually show that the melatonin peaks at different times. Yes. That's really interesting. Yes. So, and it's, it's, uh, he makes a comment in the book about how we're a linear society and we're expect everybody to function in this nine to five scenario, but there's people that would function in a 10 to, I don't know, I can't do hours, 10 to eight, 10 to eight scenario. Know. Yeah. Or, or different. And I think that's, ten that, to six. Ten to six. <laughs> that's sort of come up multiple times in different things that we've been re- like yes. in terms of. Um, people with menstrual cycles have uh, cyclical, you know, we have our different times where our hormones are in different states and it's causing us to be different ways. Yes, exactly. And we shouldn't be working in a way that, we should work, we should work in a way that complements that rather than forcing ourselves to be one way when we need to be a little bit more flexible. Exactly. And the way that society and like the workplace, majority, I should say majority of yeah. the workplace and majority of society is, is not that. No. Not flexible. Mm-mm. And you've got to work consistently the whole time and during these set hours. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. So anyway, and then there's people who are just in between and they like, get up at a normal time and go to sleep at it. I say normal because I'm a person in between. I get, I don't know. What's early? Like, what's early for going to bed? Yeah. I don't what know. What would you consider early? Like someone who gets up at five and goes to sleep at... Eight? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. I'm a more, uh, I'm a, like a nine, nine to nine, ten hours of sleep type of person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to bed at nine. I'll probably fall asleep best at like 9.30. Yeah. My problem is that because of the way I've changed my hours at work, I have to get up at 5.30. Yeah, which is so early. Six. Yes, and it's too early. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, you change, well, my behaviour patterns with sleep change depending on the time of the year as well. 
Right. Like yeah. in summer, I consistently get up early. Yeah. And I go to bed later. Yeah. It's to do with the sunlight, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then in winter, I still have to get up early, but I don't want to, <laughs> and I go to bed early. Yeah. I think that uh, he talks about that in his book as well, in oh, terms of, like, okay. changing for the... Yeah, changing for the seasons and how we've changed over time with artificial light. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Because I thought it was really interesting when he talked about the effects of daylight saving mm. on people's sleep. Yes, that's such a good it's such a good fact. Hit me with it. So good. <laughs> so, um, obviously daylight sa- savings when we go into spring, we lose an hour. And so that's an hour less sleep. Mm-hmm. And the studies show that there's a 24% increase in heart attacks the next day. Mm-hmm. And then in when you're going into autumn, um, you gain an hour, so you get an extra hour of sleep, and then there's a 21% reduction in heart attacks, and also the same for road accidents and suicide rates. Yeah, which is so, like... Mind-boggling. Yeah. An hour's sleep. The hour's sleep is the difference between you uh, living and dying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it's so interesting that they could get that sort of stats because we've got so we've got how many he said seventy countries do daylight savings. So. Yeah, like yeah, so many billion people. Yeah, and they can get the stats from all the hospital stuff. Yeah, he he had that that stat in his book as well. Yeah, so interesting. Mm. All it takes is an extra hour's sleep to save your life. Yeah. Um. So what do you do about that when it's uh, daylight savings and you're going? You're well, losing the hour. We're about to lose an hour, aren't we? We are, yes. So do we go to sleep an hour earlier to try and make up, to like try... Or do we sleep in an hour earlier? Or do we, yeah. But, but then do we keep losing that hour for the rest? Like how do we gain that hour back? I don't know, because he also said you can't like... Gain. Gain. But yeah, sleep debt you, isn't a thing. No, no, you can't store it up. So what what does he recommend? Eight hours sleep. Yeah, yeah. So in... The other one, he talks about how the World Health Organization um, recommendation is seven as a minimum. Seven to seven to nine hours is is the best okay. type of sleep. Does he talk? Ab- does he? Did he talk about in the other one or in the book about how different people have different requirements? Uh, yes. Most people though fit into the seven to nine. Okay, and then there is a very very small portion of the population like statistically tiny that um actually have genes that function on less sleep on less what about more i don't know i don't know about more i can't remember more Jono's definitely a more (laughs) you reckon yeah (laughs) he's on the he's the um he i reckon his melatonin is later in the evening Oh, yeah, he's a night owl. He's a night owl, and he needs 10 hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a – I function best at about eight and a half, nine. Yeah. I'm def- yeah, I'm definitely eight and a half, nine-ish, too. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the other thing he talked about, which was real interesting, is that your immunity from sleep is just so much higher if you – like. What was it? How much did they reduce them by? 
It was a, it was a huge amount. I've got it written down somewhere. They restricted someone's people's sleep by uh, to four hours in a sing in a single night. Seventy percent. Yeah, and those people. Um, so there's these cells in your body that are immuni- immunity fighting immunity cells, and they fight bad things. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the when you go to sleep, you're, you incre- you you make them basically, and then if, if you reduce your sleep, you by like if you only sleep four hours, you can reduce the amount of immunity cells in your body by seventy percent. That is a huge amount. Yeah. So if you're sleeping less, you're less you're more likely to. Get sick. Get sick. This is funny. I was thinking about this because can you remember that year that we were getting up uh, early to go walking, like a lot? Yes. I have never been so sick in that year. Oh, schnee. I was constantly sick. And since then I've been like re- regular. <laughs> Regularly Regular sick. sick. <laughs> Not like, I was very sick that year. Yeah. Like every couple of months I'd get whatever was going around. Mm. And I was getting up very early. Yeah. A lot of mornings. True. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I thought that was very interesting. Sleep is so important. Yeah, sleep is so important. And I think that... Um, oh, and the other thing about that immunity thing is so, like prevalent that the World Health Organization has um, labelled lack of sleep as a possible carcinogen, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Where it potentially could cause cancer. Yes. Um, and, and things like shift work. Mm. Um, they've lifted, listed that as like in conjunction with that lack of sleep. Yeah. Yes. it has such an effect on your body. Yes. Oh. Outrageous. Mind boggling. Um, the other thing that he did, so he, so he gave you all these stats and like bombarded you with all this stuff and he does this in the book as well. And I think he's kind of like, cause he talked about it in, um, the latest TED talk where he, um, said that he wrote the book to try and, um, try and sort of snap people out of the mentality that, uh, we have to be like always on and like l- like lack of sleep is almost a badge of honor that you yeah. only slept four hours and you worked 20, yeah. 20 hours. There we go. I was like, what? <laughs> and like people were like work, work, work and all this sort of stuff. And it's, like, it's what's that saying? You can sleep when you're dead. Exactly. And yeah. the, he wrote the book to try and like pivot that conversation yeah. to be and we need to be sleeping more often you can sleep when you're dead but you'll be dead earlier yeah <laughs> i think he said that i don't know yeah he, he did um but the i think he kind of like so what i found from reading the book is that i started getting really stressed about uh or anxious about the fact that when i wasn't sleeping oh, i needed no. to be sleeping because i knew all this because he gives you so much information. It's a good book. He gives you so much information in the book. Like he references everything. He's got all his studies. Like there's yeah. so many, and obviously studies he's done and his um his work and then other stuff from Harvard and other places. And he, it's like you get overloaded almost with this information about how important sleep is. And then when you have a six hour night sleep or you're having one where you wake up like three times and you're like, holy cow. I'm aging myself. Yeah, what am I doing? 
like I am definitely getting dementia now like like Alzheimer's is coming at me because I am not sleeping right now and then because I'm not sleeping I, could, I like start having this conversation in my head like, yeah. so like me anxious about oh, sleep no. um and so I didn't actually I, I think I stopped the book like a chapter from the end because I was so like anxious while I was reading it. Yeah. And he kind of comes, he talks a little bit about it in, in, in that other TED talk where he was kind of like, I wrote it to like try and snap people out, people out of this idea that, um, sleep is not important, not important. And I wanted to like sort of make it a non-negotiable, but he's like, I also don't want people (laughs) to be like anxious about sleep. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I recommend the book, but I also, like, if you just want to taste it, the TED Talks are really good. <laughs> yeah, just a little snippet, a few yeah. bits of information. Yeah, and he gives inform- He gives some tips on how to sleep. Oh, okay. No, to sleep, to how to help, help with, sleep. with sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go to go into that more in the hour-long one? Well, he gave um, three tips if you had a bad night's sleep oh. and what to do. Okay. And some tips if you struggle with sleep, things that you can do to try and um, improve it. But he also caveated with, if you, if you try these tips and nothing is working, you need to go see a person who specializes in sleep and see if there's not something else going on that's stopping your sleep. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. But it's also interesting. He talked about um, sleeping pills, just Mm -hmm. being a blunt instrument that, don't give you the... You don't get that rested sleep. Yeah, you don't get the natural, like, positive effects of the actual sleep. That was interesting. Mm. It was really interesting. Yeah. Even goes into it a little bit more in the other one where he talks about... There's another one called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia. Oh, yeah. And that has shown to have the same effects on people... Who are taking sleeping pills, like in terms of getting getting to sleep, getting to sleep, and then ongoing. Whereas when you take sleeping pills, you stop taking them, you either backslide into where you were before, you can make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this had ongoing improvements with um, with being able to sleep once you finish your course in it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so there are options if you. Have trouble sleeping. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a sleeping pill. Mm. What are some of the tips he had? Right, so he was saying, obviously, caffeine, not so great for you, um, especially Alcohol. close to bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol. Um, Alcohol is a sedative, but it's not a... It doesn't give you quality it's of sleep. Sustained. So um, people who... They help, it helps them get to sleep, but then you're actually not getting the same sort of REM cycle and deep sleep cycle that you would get if you were sleeping naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also wake up more often, which mm-hmm. causes um, interrupted sleep or something like that, which um, he talked about. But he... And naps. Mm. Naps. If you're... If you're oh, oh did it happen last time? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to glue it back in. Um, if you... <laughs> if you're having trouble sleep, napping during the day is not going to help. Yeah. So he talked about if you've had a bad night's sleep, um, not to sleep in 
Mm-hmm. to wake up at a normal time mm-hmm. because your body works on a 24-hour clock and it expects regularity. So if you – and it thrives on it as well. So if you're um, sleeping in and changing the regular cycle of your sleep, then it's going to push your sleeping out of pattern, out of whack. Yeah. And then the other um, – the second one is don't go to bed early. So try and push through to your normal bedtime. If you had a, if you had a crap night's sleep the night before – and you're feeling tired, try not to go to bed early. Try and keep those to the regularity so you're waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time. Yeah. So I think it was interesting that you said, like, regularity is, like, really important. So, like, you always go to bed at the same time, always wake up at the same time to try and keep your rhythm, body mm, rhythm, sleep cycle. Same. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm – we were just talking about it before. Like, I'm one of those people who sleep in on the weekends, like mm. – Yeah, same. By, like – four hours because <laughs> <laughs> we get up so early to go to work yeah yeah, yeah. i know and it, and i'm like oh shoot maybe i should be but honestly when my alarm goes off at the same time as my normal because i still take my bbt at the time i yeah <laughs> your normal the, alarm at my normal alarm time i know so i like my alarm goes up at 5 30 i take my bbt and then i go back to sleep yeah do you have trouble going to sleep that next night no. Yeah, no, same. Neither. So I don't know. I still go to bed at nine every night. Yeah. I just wake up at different times of yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, same. On the weekend, like, I'll, I'll sleep in, but I don't have trouble going to sleep that next night. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. But now I don't know. But yeah. I'm not More stuff probably better than less sleep, eh? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Says the non-scientists. <laughs> and then the third thing, if you've had a bad night's sleep, um, we just talked about it, resist the urge to nap. Mm. Um, and then three tips he gave if you're struggling with sleep like just in general is if you're like lying in bed tossing and turning he talked about this at the end of the, the, um, the 15, 20 minute TED talk yeah. if you're lying in bed tossing and turning get up stop trying to sleep go get up take a break read a book in low light listen to a podcast like mm. just take your body out of your bedroom mm. so that your, bo- your mind starts associating your bed with... Being awake. No. Being asleep. Being asleep. <laughs> if you stay there, yes. it associates it with being awake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he, gave, he gives this good analogy. What was it? It was something like... Um, you don't sit at the dinner table oh. waiting to be hungry. Yes. So why would you lie on your bed waiting to be sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. So get up, read a book, I don't know, do something else. Yeah. Wash your dishes and uh, then and and then low light. You don't want it to be like turn on your blue light um, iPad or yeah. uh, put or that in your face. Put your turn fluorescent on lights on and start a dance party. Yeah, probably not going to help. <laughs> low lit environment. Yes, like something quiet. Maybe don't go for a twenty k run. Okay, solid tip. Yeah, so that that was one. Um, have a ritual. Mm-hmm. So, like, before bed, an hour before bed seems to be the consensus on, like, blue light activities, uh, which is stuff coming from your phones and your laptops devices. and devices and stuff. Um, and he, they talk about a warm bath effect, which is when you have a hot shower or a hot bath, and then um, it brings all the blood to the surface of your body and then um, releases 
heat from your body so your core body temperature is lower which makes you be able to sleep better Mm. so doing that before bed and the last thing he said the third tip for struggling with sleep is remove clock faces from your Mm. bedroom because knowing the time isn't going to help you sleep no you can wake up and be like oh it's 2 15 that's not going to help you get at least more sleep no yeah not at all um yeah so those were his tips for if you're struggling with or if you um can't sleep but it sounds like regularity is like the key yeah number one thing yeah and i think he said in the other one that um if you keep your your bedroom needs to be cooler yeah 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 18 degrees yeah is optimal for sleep it's easier to sleep when you're cold but harder to sleep when you're hot yeah so true yep yeah um anything else i think it sums up the what he talked about yeah um one two more things and then i'm done okay okay sleep can uh provide a threefold increase in creativity yeah so like if you want to be creative get your sleep um sleep can affect your hormones and 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 affect the hormones that tell you you're hungry or not hungry so the more sleep you get the more you produce the hormone that tells you you're full so you need less food Mm -hmm. um for in terms of like people who sleep less are likely to more likely to um gain weight and last thing is they said sleep is basically not optional a not an optional luxury in your life it's 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 important for supporting basically your entire body yeah every single thing in your body needs sleep yeah so um yeah it's a good good ted talk i think yeah definitely i think that's something that's sleep has been one of the topics that's kind of been involved in everything we've kind of read Mm. or looked at over the last year Mm. so it was interesting to get some facts to actually like Like back back it all up up. yeah yeah like always always new sleep is important but getting those facts especially to do with like your memory oh yeah um and how you're gonna function in the future like into old age yeah exactly yeah so no very very informative very informative okay so if you uh, want to follow us on Instagram, we don't post anything. <laughs> uh, basically being better. And, um, yep, yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Cool. Bye. Bye. Basically being better. Basically every day being every day better. Every day, give it your best. Basically, you got the day. You got the day. Better. You got the day. Give it your best. Basically, you got the day. You got the day. Better. You got the day. toast for breakfast and now I never have toast for breakfast and my stomach is so sore now. Why'd you have toast for breakfast? Because I really wanted it.
Oh, you pull a little sausage. 